When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. And Toolmart, the complete tool centre, serving WA for over 40 years. This is Sports Day. Welcome back to Sports Day. Paul Heath with you this Thursday afternoon, calmly guiding you towards the weekend. I'm not going to get you to the weekend, but I'll get you towards it. I can promise you that. But get involved on the Temperate Bedshed text line 0487 736 736 or give us a call 13 12 55. Lisa from Allenbrook has uh, sent us in a text uh, saying, Hi, Paul and team. The Scorchers, very ordinary and disappointing end to the season. Paul, is there something not right in that team? Asks Lisa from Allenbrook. Well, we've got just the man on the line to try and help us uh, fix that or, you know, figure it out at the very least uh, from ESPN Crick Info and also Forbes Cricket. It's Tristan Lavalette. G'day, Tristan. Hi, Paul. How's it going? Good, thank you, mate. Thanks so much for joining me on Sports Day. Uh, your thoughts, first of all, on the Scorchers' end to their WBBL season? Yeah, it was obviously disappointing. I mean, they had a opportunity last night with the home final and pretty much got completely outplayed by Brisbane Heat, but it followed a bit of a form slump at the end of the year. Where they lost their last few matches. Um, for much of the season, they were pretty much a top-two team, and it looked like they were serious title contenders, but it just went wrong for them at the sort of worst part of the season. And they're lucky to even have that home final, actually, mm. because the Heat and the Thunder but both slipped up late in the season as well. So they're very lucky to finish second. But, yeah, very, very disappointing, I think. I think they would have had um, high hopes of winning it after they didn't make the finals last year, after winning a couple of seasons ago. So I think a missed opportunity from the Scorchers. Do you think that there was that too much experimentation line that keeps getting asked of the players a little bit? Or did they load up on too much of the same player? Um, you know, it's sort of that big hitting where they had to sort of have them, you know, at, towards the top of the order and then they ended up having, you know, Sophie Devine batting down at five. It was a bit it was a bit confusing to follow. Yeah, I thought that was um, surprising, especially last night when they had such a huge total to chase. Mm. Um, I would have just assumed that Sophie Devine is going to open alongside uh, Beth Mooney. They've such a reliable uh, opening partnership for such a long time. Um, but they really stuck with Winfield Hill uh, as an opener, and that seemed to be her preferred position. But I think you just have to go with what's uh, the best opening uh, combination. So that was a little bit surprising. Um, the injury to Jones late in the season didn't help. It sort of unsettled the team a little bit. Um, Skiver Brunt never really got going either. Um, so, look, I, I just think it was... Uh, they just went off the boil, unfortunately, at a long time. They played some really good cricket uh, throughout the season. So, uh, look, the Heat, you've got to give them a lot of credit. They are a team that's very formidable, big firepower, team that's capable of smashing 200, which they basically mm. did last night. So, um, you've got to give a lot of credit to them. They, they came here... Uh, long trip from Brisbane, 
back-to-back games, won them both convincingly. So I think they're going to be very tough to beat in the final. So Strikers versus Heat uh, from Adelaide Oval on Saturday. A great effort from both teams to make it, but you're leaning maybe towards the Heat, or do you think the Strikers might come out on top? Yeah, I'm seeing the Heat. I mean, it's again, it's going to be a very tough, it'll be very interesting to see if they can get up for it. I mean, obviously, as I mentioned, they have a five-and-a-half-hour journey on Sunday night on the Red Eye to Perth. <laughs> Basically, a light day on Monday beat the Thunder on Tuesday and then beat the Scorchers uh, yesterday and then today flying off for a three-hour flight to Adelaide. So that's a, a pretty gruelling journey, but they're pretty confident that they can do it and they've hit a lot of form and uh, they've got the momentum at the moment. Um, and it'll be interesting, sometimes we've seen in sport that if you have a, maybe a week off, like the strikers have had, maybe it's not always good for you and the team that's uh, sort of hardened and played a, a little bit more um, can sometimes... Uh, just have that sort of edge in, the, in a big game. So I just think uh, the heat from what I saw here in Perth um, were very, very impressive. So, look, I think it's going to be a very, uh, very good contest between two best teams of the season. So uh, I think it'll be a very good final. Yeah, very apt uh, ending to the competition. Let's turn our attention to some Sheffield Shield cricket. Cam Green's return uh, to Red Bull cricket today went as well almost as it possibly could have gone into 96. But it seems like the coach of the test team, Andrew McDonald, wants to find a spot for him. And if he's making runs like this, there's not much holding him back. Yeah, I mean, he's... uh, I mean, you'd assume he's pretty tight. He's barely been in uh, Australia since basically January. I think he's yeah, right. since Australia departed uh, India in late January for that test series. I think he's only been in Perth for maybe a week or so in that whole uh, sort of eight, nine month span. So he should be very tired, but he <laughs> claims he's not, he's not because he hasn't actually played too much recently. He didn't, of course, play much in the World Cup and he played three matches. So he's feeling pretty good and he's looking... Um, quite good at the moment in the Sheffield Shield match. He made 96. Um, very unlucky not to make a century. He didn't bowl too much in Queensland's first innings, but when he did, he, he did look pretty impressive. And he also took a very uh, sharp catch yeah. uh, in the slips. So, um, yeah, pretty fine return, really, in the uh, for Cameron Green, having not played for a while. And obviously, he didn't... Um, play, uh, didn't re- regain his spot in the Ashes either after he, he was injured. So Mitch Marsh is actually the incumbent all-rounder. So basically the focus and the sort of intrigue in terms of selection um, ahead of the first test is basically Marsh versus uh, Green, WA teammates, very close mates uh, on and off the field. So it's going to be interesting to see which way Australia goes. So I don't see, even though Andrew McDonald did uh, sort of flag that Cameron Green be shuffled around the order. I don't really see a spot for him at the moment. Um, so it seems like it's going to be a battle between Marsh and Green. Great return for Jai Richardson as well, taking wickets and also making a few runs. Whereabouts do you see him in the pecking order of uh, perhaps you know getting a game for Australia in any form of cricket across the summer? Well, I think uh, fully fit. I think he's probably the, the best quick outside the the incumbent trio of Cummins, Stark mm. and Hazelwood. I think he's he's got everything. He's got pace. He's got swing. Um, he's he's just very consistent bowler when he's firing across all formats. So I think um, Australia would love to get him into the team. But at the moment, I think he just needs to work on being fit and, fit and healthy. So mm. 
I would assume that he's probably just going to play domestic cricket this summer. I don't know if they're going to um, bring him into the team, even though it would be, I think, tempting to maybe bring him in perhaps for either later in the, the Pakistan series or the West Indies series, um, given that I assume Australia probably shouldn't have too many difficulties in this, this series. So it's probably an opportunity to maybe rest uh, Cummins and Stark and Hazelwood, even though they are saying publicly that there's not going to be any sort of rotation policy. But mm. um, you'd assume that it might be a good opportunity at some point to rest some of those guys. But I think... Uh, they'll be cautious and I think Jai Richardson will probably just try to focus on the BBL with the Scorchers and then when the Shield resumes in February um, but whereas I think his teammate Lance Morris could uh, he could get a crack at some point I think. The uh, Australia versus India T20 series continues tomorrow. Uh, India leading 2-1 uh, over Australia at the moment. Glenn Maxwell, uh, some of the st- sweetest striking of his body of work over the last month or so, does he deserve another crack at the test team, which uh, seems to be the call that always goes around with uh, you know a bit of a purple patch of uh, Glenn Maxwell form. Yeah, it's been flat. I think even uh, Ricky Ponting's jumped, jumped on the bandwagon <laughs> there, so... Um, if Punter says that, then it's hard to uh, argue with it, isn't it? But, uh, yeah, I think certainly the way cricket's going, even in test cricket with, um, of course, baseball, it's sort of in vogue at the moment. So Maxwell would certainly be um, that kind of player. And he has had some success in, in test cricket. He did uh, sort of famously saw a century in India uh, in the 2017 series over there. So. He's um, generally been seen as a guy who would be more of a, a specialist maybe in the subcontinent conditions. But, yeah, I think he's certainly an option. I think he's behind um, certainly Green and Marsh at the moment. Um, so, but, he, yeah, he represents an intriguing option. I think he's, at the moment, obviously, in very, very good form. Uh, different formats, of course. But the way he's striking it is... It's pretty irresistible, but no, I, don't, I wouldn't assume he would get a crack at the moment unless there's going to be some injuries. One last one before we let you go, Tristan. Dave Warner, great World Cup tournament. Uh, do you think he makes it all the way through his farewell tour this upcoming summer? I think he'll make it through the, the Pakistan series, and that's what he's sort of flagged as his uh, farewell in terms of test cricket. Um, but he has sort of uh, chopped and changed a bit in terms of one-day cricket. I think we everyone assumed that the ODI... Uh, World Cup was going to be the the end of his sort of 50 over uh, career for Australia, but apparently he's saying he might want to continue in that format. So who knows? But um, I think he'll be uh, still around for the, the T20. So I assume that the T20 World Cup uh, middle of next year, uh, another World Cup. Uh, I think some people don't realise it's so soon. Uh, I think he'll probably be around for that. So uh, yeah, the the other selection. Uh, of interest coming up will be who replaces Warner in, in Test cricket. So obviously there's a the race going on at the moment with Cameron Bancroft seemingly probably the, the player in form, but um, he started the summer a little bit behind at the pecking order. Um, but at the moment, I'll assume he's probably the, the leading candidate to replace Warner. Fingers crossed uh, for bangers, Tristan. Thanks so much for talking cricket with us on Sports Day.
No worries. Have a good day. That's Tristan Lavalette from ESPN Cricket Info and also Forbes Cricket joining us on Sports Day. And you can do the same on the Temperate Bedshed text line 0487 736 736. We're going to turn our attention to some basketball after the next break. But first, thanks to Polaris, Australia's number one selling side-by-side brand. A quick sports news update. New Zealand Breakers have defied the halftime ejection of their coach, Modi Moore. And they also had a 37-point first term as they secured a vital 96-83 to 83 win against the visiting Adelaide 36ers. So the Breakers scored just 65 in their last game against the Illawarra Hawks, but they seem to have uh, turned it around a little bit. They shot 77% from the field, made five of seven triples in the 37-17 to 17 first quarter, but Adelaide pegged them back to uh, from that margin that swelled to 21, back to eight points in the second term. And unfortunately, Modi was uh, tossed at halftime after that, but uh, the Breakers do get the dub and continue on into the weekend. That's for Polaris. The Polaris plate clearance deals are on now. Save $2,000 on the range of 1,000 EPS, plus get $1,000 free accessories. Toby Cristani will join us after the next break on Sports Day.